for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Hit and get that out. Got a Bible app, fire it up. And uh, find the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Hebrews, the 11th chapter. We've been teaching... Uh, for a number of weeks now in this series, and I, I'm going to continue along these lines. The Lord is, is helping me uh, to see things and helping me to understand, and therefore I can share and I can proclaim for the benefit of all. Uh, let, let me start off with this today, the, the three verses we read to you last week and in, in in the early stages of this series, I, I, we gave the context and went over them slower. But for now, let me remind you of these three verses. We'll put them up on the screens for your, uh, for your benefit. 1 John 5, 4 reads, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our, our what? Faith. Our faith. If, if anyone ever tries to tell you that what you believe is not very important because, you know, hey, so many people believe different things and disagree and what you believe really doesn't matter and uh, uh, understand that what they're telling you is not correct. In fact, to, to, to not give attention and focus to accurate and precise believing is to shoot ourselves in the foot. Because with God, believing is huge. It makes all the difference in the world. It absolutely makes the difference in heaven and hell. And it most certainly makes the difference in heaven and hell in life. <laughs> and uh, it'll make a difference in your life every single day. And if things are not going right, believe different. There's something you need to know so you can believe different about your circumstance and situation. Because when we have right believing, it puts us over. It really does put us over the top and gives us victory uh, in the world. Matthew 9, 29, Matthew 9, 29, uh, then, then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. According to whose faith? Your faith. That was the people he was talking to. So according to my faith, it is unto me. According to your faith, it is unto you. If you care at all what's unto you, then you most certainly should give attention to what you believe, your faith in that situation. Yeah. And then Mark 9, 23, Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Okay. Is that the same as saying all things are possible to everyone? No, it's not. Not all things are possible to everyone. Why? Because not everyone believes. But if you will believe, you take the lid off your life. You open up yourself and you access the very potential and possibilities of God. Praise God. I like to say sometimes, um, when I'm with the Lord, our average goes way up. Well, let me say that. I probably said that wrong. His average goes down. <laughs> My average goes way up. Yeah, you want to team with him because the, po the, the potential of you and God is God, not you. Amen? And, and so if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, let's go over again, like I directed you, to Hebrews chapter 11. 
I was sharing with you from this passage last week, and then I want to take it where we were and go a little bit further today, uh, and it'll help tremendously. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, it reads, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. All right? Zeroing in once again on this final two words, not seen. If I am going to understand how to live by faith, and of course, therefore, please God and access all the promises of God, then I need to understand not seen. If, if, I'm, if I'm living in a very natural, carnal way, I will be dependent upon all things seen or felt. You could put the physical senses in there. Whatever I can see and feel, then that is to me real. But no, there is, there is much more that exists outside of the seen spectrum, right? Out of the seen realm. And only those people of faith will be able to acknowledge it and then benefit from it. All right? So we're not living sight lives. We're living faith lives. Second Corinthians, if you would, Second Corinthians chapter 5 and, and verse 7. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. Very important verse. You'll see it goes right along with this. And you'll see as we go along today that we're not pulling this out of the corner of a half of a scripture somewhere in the Bible and making a sermon out of it. Uh, you'll find this is all over the place. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. If a person walks by faith, then they do not walk by sight. If they walk by sight, they are not walking by faith. So we have a choice, don't we? We can believe what we see and feel and make that the final word, end of discussion, this is the way it is in our lives, or we can say, no, what I see and feel is only what I see and feel. And it absolutely does not supersede the Word of God, what is true, what exists beyond the realm of seeing. Everybody okay? We walk by faith not by sight. These words contrast each other. If it is by faith, it is not by sight. So let me make some statements. First of all, uh, get this. This is real clear and, and, and plain, but walking by sight means walking in the sense realm. It, it, to describe a person who walks by sight, they walk in the sense realm. All of their beliefs are based upon seeing and feeling. If they don't see it, they don't feel it, they don't believe it. And how many know that's not impressive? <laughs> it, is, it takes no degree of spirituality or spiritual strength or character to walk by sight. Okay, It is the very lowest level of life on planet earth. And unfortunately, most people live and walk by sight. There is a whole abundance of God's creation that they cannot even access. They have no ability to be positively affected by it because if they don't see it, they don't believe it. And they won't believe that God has done it unless they feel it. You know how many people, even in church, are taught. They're taught that you pray, and if you see it change, then you know God said yes. 
If you pray for something and then it shows up in your life, then God granted it to you. And if it doesn't show up in your life, God said no. Or he said maybe or later or something else. Do you realize how ignorant that is? Do you know how carnal that is? And people think they're being spiritual by approaching God that way. It is, I bet that's kind of coming up strong in me. It is the opposite. Complete 180 of the way we're supposed to think and live and approach God. And yet many think that's normal. That's how you find out. If you pray, that's how you find out whether God said yes or not. Whether you looked and you saw it or you felt it. <laughs> it's almost laughable to me right now. Sorry, if that's you, I'm not like <laughs> making fun. But I feel like amused, like, wow, people call that faith. It's the opposite of faith. And it's the reason the world overcomes them. And they don't overcome the world. Hallelujah. And so, uh, again, walking by faith means not walking in the sense realm. Meaning, uh, if you're walking by faith, you're not the kind of person who says, I'm not healed until I feel healed. Or I'm not healed until I get a, a doctor's x-ray or report of some kind that says clean bill of health. That doesn't determine what I am. God's Word determines what I am. Right? right? And if you live by faith, that's the kind of individual that circumstances changed in unexplained ways for unexplained reasons. We accept it before we see it, before we feel it. We act as if it's so without that physical evidence telling us that it is the way, okay? Carnal people always say what they see, and they call it being real. You know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a real person. I call it like I see it. Okay, fine. That may, to you, that may mean real or honest. To me, that means fleshy. That's carnal. That's earthly. It has, you have no awareness or knowledge of the realm of the Spirit. You have no knowledge of God if you just call it like you see it. In fact, we're told just to do the opposite of that. If you read over in Romans chapter 4, you'll find out that God, and Abraham did this too, but God, what would he do? He would call things that be not as though they were. He didn't call it like he saw it. He called it the way it was supposed to be. Because if some things you look at it and it's wrong, you're supposed to say different. Say, no, I don't accept that. That's wrong. I don't accept it in me. I don't accept it in my surroundings. This is wrong. I'm going to say different than what I see. Huh? Now you've entered into the realm of God. Now you've entered into the realm of possibility. Now you've entered into the realm where God has an ability to move through you to do what he does best. Praise God. But if we just accept and embrace, man, I feel it, I've got it. If I see it, that's the way it is. It's just that's the way life is. Then you are excluding God from the equation. And let's knock that off. Let's start to be strong people of faith, faith with a spine that says, this is how it will be, this is the way it is, and I'm going to say it because it's so. Second Corinthians chapter 4, if you would. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. It reads, 
Uh, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Now consider those words for a moment. What is he saying? We look at stuff we can't see. How in the world do you look at stuff you can't see? That's what we've got to answer, doesn't it? Isn't it? He said, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. This is why the faith life is so much greater, so much better than a sight life. Why? Because everything we see, everything in the sense realm is temporary. It's subject to change. It is not permanent. It can be altered. But there is another realm of unseen realities. And in that realm, stuff is solid, more solid than a rock. Stuff is solid. You can bank your life on it. You can rely upon it. And it will actually have such power when you see it, when you believe it, that it alters the seen realm. What is the, the seen realm's temporary nature? It's influenced by the unseen realm. The unseen permanent stuff changes the seen temporary stuff. So if I live my life based on, based on the seen temporary stuff, that's not smart. But if I will base my life based upon unseen eternal things, I'm living in a very safe and secure place for life to be changed by those realities. And so I want you to see this, though, that reality exists beyond seeing. I say I want you to see that. That's a word that means understand, okay, uh, depending on the context. Reality exists beyond seeing. There is far more in the unseen than what is seen. We think this is all there is in the room, what we can perceive with our physical eyes. Not the case. There is more in the room that cannot be seen than there is that can be seen. There's more in your life that cannot be seen than what can be seen. And just opening up your mind to that reality Man, the physical limitations start to lose their grip because you start to see it, it's temporary. Well, they told me I had this permanent condition and it's untreatable. No, it's temporary. Can they see it? Can they physically diagnose it? Temporary. If it's in the seen realm, it can change. Amen. And so, just like I said, walking by sight means walking in the sense realm, walking by faith means walking according to what God has said. It elevates the Word of God, His promises, His truth above everything that we can see. It says, I can see this and I know it's there. I'm not acting like it's not there or it's, it's not physically there. I'm just, I'm just acknowledging something else that's greater. Something else that has a greater influence, it supersedes and dominates and actually makes that change. Everybody with me? I'm not sure everyone's, everyone is, is on board. Uh, this is a faith life. Listen, it changes everything. It literally does. 
It literally will put you over the top in every circumstance of, of life. His words give us, I want to say this, maybe I'll say this a little slower because I began to see this last week. In fact, it was after this service was over, so you didn't get it. And if the Lord will help me and enable me, I'll share some of these things with you. Uh, thank you, Lord. But the reason that we have the Word of God, the promises of God, the reason we have revelation knowledge that comes to us is so that we can know what's there, even though we can't see it. It was God's design and His plan that there would be both a seen and an unseen realm. But it was not His plan that those of us in the seen realm would be unaware of and not be able to access and take advantage of what exists in the unseen realm. And so He has given us His promises. That came out that way. He has given us these promises so that we could access the unseen, so that we could know what truly exists and is available to us in our lives. And more and more as we seek the Lord and as we follow after Him and inquire of His Word and His ways and His wisdom, He pulls the veil back and shows us what is even though we don't see it. He shows us what's there so that we can believe it and therefore access it in the physical realm, in the physical earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so these things are, are, are being made known more and more and more. We must separate the unseen from the seen. They both exist simultaneously. It is not that one does, and it's not that the physical exists because we see it and feel it, and the other is not as real. No, 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 just not as seen. Amen. Now, how many know when, when, you, uh, when you recognize, glory to God, when you recognize the unseen realm and, and live with a conscious awareness of it, an awareness of God, an awareness of heavenly hosts, and awareness even, even of, uh, of the enemy, of demonic activity. You're, I don't mean we focus on it, but we know things are there. You get greater understanding of what's happening in life. When things happen to you that you don't want, you have a greater insight already. You're far more advanced than the person who only knows the physical world. You can see some of this playing out in our country, in our, in our culture uh, today. Uh, I think it's amazing and beyond logic and beyond explanation some of the things that are happening uh, over the last few years how, how the, the, the racial tensions have increased so greatly. It's illogical. It doesn't make sense. I tell you but I know about things beyond the physical world. These things are demonically inspired. It is the spirit of division and divisiveness and hatred and all, all this kind of stuff that, it, that, that it gets into people's thinking and their, their, their relationships. And, and you can see it even in the, in the politics of our country. 
it's not all about politics. It's not all about right and left and, and, and just philosophies of how things should be done. Some of it goes way beyond that. It is spiritual in nature. There is a spiritual war and battle going on for truth and righteousness. And uh, you know, I've, I've even heard, I mean, uh, some individuals, not from a spiritual standpoint, but just from an observation, those who have been involved in government and politics and stuff for decades, and they've seen many, many presidents come and go. And they, they, they state now, uh, some of these individuals, they say, I have never seen in all my life, in, all, in many, many decades of watching this stuff, the vitriol and the, the, the hatred that is even in the media towards those in power right now. It, listen, I believe this is beyond just a, a political side. It's, there's, a, this, there's a spirit realm. And if we think, well, that's not really what it is, that's being ignorant. Because we know there's a battle for your life and your eternity. There's a battle for your health. There's a battle for your marriage. There are forces that want to take you down in every way. The same thing is true, and maybe on a greater scale, when it comes to national policies and, and, and our place in the world. Because the goal, ultimately, is that the gospel go out. You know, that's why we're told to pray for leaders, for those who are in authority. It's so that we may lead a peaceable life in godliness, in all reverence. Why? Because it is not His will that any would perish, but all would come to repentance. The reason we pray for leaders is because of the gospel, ultimately. And everything that would happen, to the enemy is working to divide, to, to cause disruption. And so the focus will be on the wrong thing. Amen. I tell you, I wasn't going to say this, but I might as well since we're here and we're talking. Uh, 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 and I could, have an, I could give you an opinion on a lot of different things that are going on in our country. That's not my, my focus or my goal. Uh, more so than we need um, some of the things that they're trying to do right now, and I think they should do, but whatever. Uh, more so than we need, you know, what they call uh, health care reform, more so than we need tax reform, more so than we need immigration reform, all these kind of things, is we need a move of the Spirit of God. It, I mean, and I don't, I don't imply that those other things aren't, don't carry weight and aren't, aren't important, and I think we should get them right and all that kind of stuff. I just know there's a bigger picture here. There is stuff happening behind the scenes. It's spiritual in nature, and we as believers should be aware and here's one of the things, I said this last week in the, in the, in the third service, and I'll go ahead and let you in on it too. <laughs> we should be experts when it comes to the invisible realm, we, the unseen realm. Who's, who's we? If you're a believer, if you're already in the kingdom, you're saved, you're going to heaven, you should be an expert because we're the only ones, it seems, that know about it. I mean, I mean, there might be a few others out there that do, but you know, we're, we're the ones that know about the reality of, of, of what's happening behind the scenes. And for us to just live our lives, and I'm going to sleep and getting up, and I'm eating, and I'm working, and I'm paying the bills, and I'm doing all this stuff, and I'm only aware of a physical life, uh, I'm missing out on a whole bunch of stuff that God has created for my benefit. Experts, not in what we see, experts in what we don't see, conscious of God and the heavenly hosts. 
Amen. Knowledge of, knowledge of the invisible is what we should have. Let me read a few verses to you. I'll put them up on the screen for time's sake. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15 and 16. He is the image, that's Jesus, of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Think about that. All things were created, visible and invisible. What's up with that? Why did the Lord create a bunch of invisible stuff? Why didn't he just create visible, period? End of sentence. He created all things visible. He didn't want to. And he wanted those of us in this, this realm to not know, uh, he, let me say it this way, he didn't want us to not know about was in, what was invisible, he just didn't want us to see it. If he wanted all of us to see it, then we would. Amen. He wouldn't have created invisible things, but if he didn't want us to know about them, he wouldn't have told us about them. He wouldn't have told us, I created a bunch of stuff, by the way, some of it's visible, some of it's invisible. Why tell us? Because it just makes me want to see it. What's there? And he wanted us to find out about the invisible stuff in a way different than seeing with our physical eye. He wanted us to walk by faith. This is amazing. He goes on to say whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. All things what? Visible and invisible. Invisible to who? Not invisible to God. Not invisible, no, invisible to natural man. Uh, you know, in the, in, the, in the word of God, there's a gift. Uh, one of the spiritual gifts is called discerning of spirits. That, that gift enables someone to see into the spirit realm. All right? Apparently, he didn't want us full time seeing into the spirit realm. You know, seeing angels, demons, the, the uh, you know, uh, Jesus and, and so forth. He wanted us to walk by faith, but he did give a gift, and at times this gift manifests where you see a person may see into the realm of the Spirit. Why, why so? Again, to help us to know what's there. Not that we would be full-time seeing it, but we would be full-time aware of the existence of invisible creation. Praise God. So invisible to who? Not to God, invisible to natural man, if, if you're not having spiritual eyes at the moment. Uh, what, about, what about the word impossible? The word impossible. Impossible to who? Not impossible to God, but impossible to what? To natural man, even to the believer. Remember, all things are possible to him who believes. So it's not even, I don't even really fit into that category. Impossible. But is impossible to natural man. Uh, things unseen. Again, never think not real or not re or don't attach not real to any degree. How many know in heaven we're not going to just kind of pass through each other? You know, we go to give high fives and <laughs> we miss every time. Bam, bam. You know, every, no, 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 no. In it's just a different. I want to say physics, but I guess it'd be spiritics. <laughs> you know, I don't know what laws govern fully the realm of the spirit and the realm of God in heaven, but they're not 
unreal, there's still tangibility to spiritual things. In fact, many of us have experienced this. I have like quite a few times where the spirit, things of the Spirit will manifest in this realm on me and they're literally felt. I've laid hands on thousands of people and many, not all, but many have reported they felt the power of God. Some people shook and some people flew backwards and some people got, had all kinds of experiences. Like, I can't do that. I can't make you have that feeling. There is something out of that realm coming into this realm. And then bodies are healed and things are changed and cool, cool stuff happens. It's because we acknowledge that it's there. We see what we can't see. We give attention to what we can't physically perceive with our senses, with our eyes. This is the invisible and the, inv the visible. Romans 1.20 is another one. Romans 1.20, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power in Godhead. You can see God's intention. He wanted to make things that were invisible, but he wanted us to understand them. He wanted us to access them and benefit the invisible realm affects so much of what happens in the visible realm. He has always intended for us to understand the unseen. Is anybody taking up a challenge yet? I'm, I, I'm hoping something will spark in individuals that say, you know what, I'm going to become an expert in the unseen. Yeah. I know some, are, some might be concerned. Pastor, you start talking like that, I know some people who are going to get weird. And uh, I'm risking that. I know it. I, I realize some people will go out there and they'll start seeing a demon behind every bush. And, they'll, you know, they'll start seeing. And I'm, I'm going to risk that because these things do exist. And God wants us to be aware of them. There was a, uh, a prophet in the Old Testament named Elijah. And he and his servant were in a situation one day because Elijah had been getting words from the Lord about what the, the Syrian king was planning in their battles and their attacks, and he'd reveal it uh, to the, uh, the king there in Israel. And, and the Syrians were not happy with that, and they found out, hey, then there's someone in there that's telling them what you say in your bedroom when there's no one around. And so they went after Elijah, and he was in a situation with his servant there, and his servant was, was afraid. And look what it says. I'll put it on the screen. Second... Kings 6, verse 16 and 17. So he answered, do not fear, okay? For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Well, that didn't make any sense. All they could see is the Syrian army had surrounded them, and they're about to die. And he said, don't fear. Well, why would I not be afraid in this situation? Give me one good reason why I should not fear right now. Because there's more with us than there are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray... Open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. This was the heavenly army, the heavenly host. Did it arrive at that moment? It was already there. He just didn't know it. And I don't even know if Elijah saw it. He just knew it was there. Maybe he saw it. Maybe he just knew. But his servant, he got his eyes open and thought, everything's going to be all right. Right? You think there could be anything like that in your life? 
where if you look at the circumstances around you, you say, I'm in trouble, man. This is not going to go well. This is bad news. But if you had a knowledge and awareness of the realm of God, what he created that was invisible to you, there to back you, there to help you, that the greater one lived in you was greater than he who was in the world and the hosts of heaven were there surrounding you. If you were aware, would that affect your fear level? <laughs> would there come a sudden joy and confidence and a little bit of mockery maybe at the enemy? <laughs> uh, you're in trouble. Not me. Yeah? Listen, listen, you guys, watch. Why are stories like that in here? It's for our benefit. It is the Lord helping us to know what really is. He didn't say, well, why don't he show me? He didn't want to. He wants you to believe without you seeing it. He wants you to believe his promise that he'll be with you and never leave you or forsake you. He wants you to believe that his angels are there guarding and protecting you to keep you from dashing your foot against the stone. He wants you to believe it without seeing it. It is, on the, it is the exception where someone's eyes are open and they, they literally see these things. Fine, that's to help the rest of us to know what really is. What is? Whatever he said is. Believe that. Amen. Amen. How will the knowledge of the unseen impact you? I know that uh, I've experienced some things even in recent weeks that have been quite interesting to me. I didn't know I'd be sharing these things in the context of this, this series, but it, now I can see how it very much fits. Uh, but I've had experiences in here in, at times of prayer and times of service where I'm all of a sudden aware of great activity, heaven's activity in here. I'm aware of angelic presence. I'm aware, and, and honestly, the way it seems, it's not just a few. Many. At, at times I thought, who's taking care of the other churches? <laughs> what are all their angels doing over here? I mean... Just there's just quite a lot of a head. There's, and I, I say that in a joking way. I don't know what's going on in other places. I'm just saying there's a lot of heavenly activity going on in this room even now. And at times the Lord has let me, let me be aware of it. Now, discerning of spirits would allow you to see it. And I didn't. I, I didn't. But conscious and aware through maybe a word of knowledge or just be. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's on the increase. And it's on the rise. And, and it's happening all around us. So why would you know that? It helps me. It helps me to know it even though I don't see it. Because I know there are, the Spirit of God is moving and his forces from, angelic forces from heaven are here delivering messages from heaven, delivering body parts and answers and hell to people. So I don't know if I believe that just because you say it. I'm not, you don't have to. Proof of the pudding's in the eating though. And honestly, I'm not trying to get anyone to think I'm more spiritual or I know something. I just want results, and I know that's the heart of God. He wants people saved, and He wants people healed, and He wants the individuals helped. But the more we are conscious of things created, not seen, the more we benefit from their reality. You realize these things are not hard. The moment it's hard and difficult, man, I can't seem to get it. That means I'm just not, I'm just not understanding correctly, because it's not difficult with Him. This is not even a battle. 
When we turn the lights on in here, light and darkness do not fight it out. The light comes on and darkness is gone. Darkness flees. Amen. Moses was a great man of faith. He defied those who would pressure him to live in the luxuries of Egypt because he was raised there, but God had called him to be a deliverer uh, of Israel. And the scripture says something very interesting about his life that right up the, this, right up the alley with what we're talking about. It's Hebrews eleven twenty seven. It reads, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. How did he endure? How did he keep going? He saw him who was invisible. Say, so how do you do that? That is something you better figure out. Because your endurance is hinging upon that discovery. Your ability to stand and continue walking with the Lord and benefit from His great promises and His great provision is hinging on you being able to see what you can't see. And I'm not talking about seeing, I'm talking about seeing. Everybody with me? There is an understanding, there is an awareness, there is an acknowledgement, there is a faith statement that says, I can have it, it's mine, it exists, it's there for me now, God said it, and so I will live as if it is more real than the things I see and feel. And that, from that basis, you can begin to uh, uh, benefit from the eternal creation of God that exists in the unseen realm. Amen. Praise God. I have so much more to say. Will you come back and, 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 and can we go a little bit deeper? But in, in the meantime, in the meantime, uh, live with a consciousness. Remind yourself of God's presence in your lives. Know that his angels have been sent as ministers for those who are heirs of salvation. They're for your benefit. They are in your life for your benefit. I don't mean we start trying to have conversations with them and all that kind of stuff. No. Have a relationship with God. But be aware. There's a whole world that's called unseen. And people of faith acknowledge it. They're aware of it. They benefit from creation that is unseen. Amen. Praise God. Father, thank you today for working in our lives. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.